the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the business savvy singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. We are talking with Kevin Smith, music producer. He has a company called Prophecy Productions, and he's based in Chicago. I'd like to welcome Kevin. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Hi, Greta. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. We're delighted to have you with us today. We want to know all about your business. Um, uh, We have worked together on several projects, kind of unbeknownst to us, as it turns out. Uh, Kevin did several tracks uh, a few years back that I ended up singing on, but we never actually met each other. So, so that's kind of a cool thing. So tell us about exactly what you do, Kevin. Uh, well, um, I currently, I'm a music producer. I own a music pr- uh, production company called Prophecy Productions. And I've been in business now for over 20 years, wow. started back in uh, 1987. Wow, that's yeah, And, um, um, during that period of time, I started, uh, by doing uh, song projects, um, aspiring songwriters that um, would have a uh, part of their lyrics written on an envelope, another part on a <laughs> napkin, and we'd get together, and then I would help them structure their song, and then we'd record it. And uh, after that, I started working in advertising, and I managed to uh, work for uh, Morris Stewart, um, known as Morris Butch Stewart. I had a company in Chicago called Joy Art, and that introduced me to the advertising industry. And... Um, and that's really where um, music production really started to take shape in terms of uh, my career is concerned. Um, but also, uh, during that period of time, I've uh, worked with uh, uh, some of the musicians from the recording studio, from the recording uh, um, uh, industry, and we started a band called the Chicago Cats. And um, we started doing that just in, in an effort to play music that was longer than 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, if we uh, next thing you know, we took off and we started a, a little following. And then next thing you know, we're um, you know doing a, a, a lot of um, high high end jobbing dates. You know, for corporate parties, uh, uh, a lot of uh, corporate events. Um, talk about sales meetings and things like that. We've traveled and we've worked for Abbott. Uh, for their diagnostics and pharmaceutical divisions, we worked for Takeo. We've worked for uh, Nextel. We worked for Alltel. Mm-hmm. We've worked for well, for Sprint and Nextel. They're together. Um, but we've and we've traveled. We've been to the Virgin Islands and mm-hmm. Hawaii a few times. 
Oh, yeah, we just had a great time with the with the cats. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of uh, what I do up and work, work. I'm also involved with music ministry. You know, I think a lot of musicians, a lot of keyboard players uh, do at, or have at some point played for a church. So mm-hmm. that's uh, one of the things that I do. So. Well, that's great. That sounds exciting. So tell us about um, about your background in terms of your education and so forth. You were telling me some very interesting things about where you studied and, and what you studied that kind of led you to uh, this music producing. Well, um, I've always been actively involved uh, um, with music since since a child, since childhood. So I can remember back to in eighth grade. Uh, my buddies and I would start singing groups, and we were singing uh, the Temptations songs, wow. Don't Let the Joneses Get You Down, and Runaway Child, Running Wild. And I always had a role in, as far as arranging, though I may not have been the, the best singer. Um, I was able to assign the parts, and they usually worked. So mm-hmm. they, that, that's, that's how I got my start as an arranger. Um, and then I played in the school band, played mm-hmm. saxophone and stuff in the school band. So I had an idea uh, about music and how it's structured and how it was arranged, but I didn't have any formal education. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, after I had a really great, a uh, couple of really great music teachers that were instrumental when I was in high school, and that was Paul Janskowski from, uh, and Nancy, J- J- Nancy Jacobs. Excuse me. Uh, Mr. Jankowski was the band director at Thornwood High School in South Holland, okay. and Mrs. Jacobs was the choral director. And uh, they both were really instrumental in me deciding how what I wanted to do professionally because they made it look like fun. And Mrs. Jacobs was always very energetic. She was older, but she was you'd think she was one of us, one of the teenagers. And she really made it exciting, made it fun. And, um, and I was in an area, um, the south suburbs of Chicago and Markham, Illinois, where there was a band on every block. Mm-hmm. And you could walk, you can ride down the street with your, with your top down on your convertible, and you wouldn't get two blocks before you hear somebody <laughs> rehearsing in some in some garage. Oh, and right. and as a matter of fact, that's where I met Butch Stewart's family. Uh, uh, his brother Wayne works with me with the Chicago Cats, and we you know so we were all coming from that um, environment where there was just a lot of music going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went away to, when I went to college. I went to Northern Illinois, mm-hmm. and that's where um, uh, I really started to you know. Uh, understand what 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 a career in music was about because before we were just guys playing and having fun and making sure. a little money mm-hmm. now we understand uh, now this is the part of the educational process where I decided that you know I, I think I can do this and uh, I had some really great uh, teachers there I had a guy named Joe Pinzeroni who was involved with uh, avant-garde and uh, 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 some of the more uh, uh, he's involved with uh, electronic music mm-hmm. uh, so that's where I kind of got um, uh, my star, uh, got an introduction to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also at NIU, they had a really uh, nice recording studio, and they had a recording techniques uh, class that was oh, taught by cool. a guy named Peter Middleton that was really great, and that gave me an introduction to uh, the recording process. They had a multi-track studio, um, and they had a recording crew. I was on the recording crew, got involved with all that stuff. Uh, wow. Some friends of mine and I, we would always get together every, sem- every semester and, and hijack the studio, shut it down, and we'd go in and we'd record our R&B tunes. That's great. That's <laughs> and, great. And... Um, and uh, and I had a great teacher. His name was Bach. Yes, oh, I, I had a teacher named B-A-C-H. Bach, B A C H, with a first initial of J. Oh. 
And yes, I'm old, but I'm not that old. His, this, this guy's name was Jan, 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 Jan Bach, and he was really a really great instructor in terms of teaching compositional techniques. Mm-hmm. But he was, he was, he was, and he was an older guy, but he wasn't um, uh, so traditionally minded that he couldn't understand where music was going electronically. Yeah. And that was at the time when MIDI was just being introduced on the electronic music scene and uh, uh, Apple Computer had just, and Wozniak and Jobs had just introduced Apple Computer and now so it was about, the, the whole uh, industry was about to break open yeah. into a whole totally different du- uh, direction. Yeah. So I know I've really dated myself for your audience now <laughs> in case they thought I was a spring chicken. <laughs> well, you're an experienced guy and that, that's a great, that's a great thing. That's a great thing. Well, it sounds like you've just had a wonderful career I had the pleasure several weeks ago of hearing the Chicago Cats, and oh boy, you guys rocked the house. It was fantastic. Um, tell us when that got started, and and you know, just give us a little more information about the group. Well, we uh, got started. Uh, like I said, uh, we met. Uh, Primarily in the advertising industry, though, we've all had uh, histories with the Chicago band scene Mm -hmm. from back in the early 80s. Uh, uh, I worked with a band called Heavy Manners, um, which was at that time led by uh, Hillel Frankel, uh, a.k.a. Frankie Hill and Kate Fagan. And uh, uh, back in that, that during that period of time, and we had a release called Fame, uh, Flaming First that was pretty popular in the Chicago area. And we were attempting to make it big and strike out there on the ska band circuit. Uh, Richie Davis uh, was working with Match, Max Tracks, and uh, many of the guys that went on to do sessions were working with that band and then other bands around mm-hmm. the Chicago area. But Richie had the idea um, of uh, starting an R&B band that was kind of patterned after the David Letterman band with, uh, um, at that time, I think the lineup was uh, Steve Jordan, uh, Will Lee, and uh, uh, Paul Schaefer was the director. I can't remember who the, uh, uh, oh, Hiram Bullock on guitar, right. And if if you remember uh, back in the early days of the Letterman show, they would go to go to commercial, and they're just jamming yeah, on these R and B tunes. They were smoking, yeah. Yeah. so uh, we knew that we had you know the skill to mm-hmm. to rock to that to that uh, to that degree. So we decided to um, with Rich's uh, prompting and urging, we decided that we get together and rehearse and start the band. That's and great. next thing you know, we were, we were doing some clubs and um, a few parties here and there, and over the course of about five years, we were starting to to gig pretty consistently. (laughs) That's absolutely wonderful. So what you're doing mostly today, you're, you're working with the cats, but, but what you're doing is producing music. You're producing artists, recording artists. You have a studio in your home. Yes, I have a a recording studio. Um, Thanks to the digital revolution, it's really helped uh, uh, people like myself who haven't really made it over the big mountain (laughs) to uh, have a recording facility and be able to do... um, um, broadcast quality work from home, mm-hmm. and um, and I've worked quite a bit with uh, a Mac based system. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I'm a Mac person, and <laughs> I'll go on record as saying that. And um, I use a, a program, software program called Digital Performer. Hopefully, there might be an endorsement in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I use Digital Performer, and um, I've used that for for years. So I, I really pretty 
pretty much gotten that down. And um, it's enabled me to do quite a bit of work that back in the olden days, when I was a young Turk, I would it would require 35 musicians and hundreds of thousands of dollars of budget and a big studio. Uh, it's enabled me to do quite a bit of that stuff uh, at home, you know, with my uh, keyboards, my battery of keyboards and software and all that kind of stuff. So, um, um, but yeah, I'm I'm from the old school. I grew up listening. Uh, when you mentioned education, um, that was my formal education. But a lot of my education came from uh, listening to artists like James Brown mm-hmm. and um, uh, who else? God, there was well, you know, it's hard for me to talk about artists because there's so many artists. But if yeah, I but if I got artists. to if I talked about maybe Chess Records yeah. from Chicago, yeah. and if you remember all the artists that were on Chess Records, which were the Dells and the Intruders yeah. and uh, yeah. Fantastic Four and all those guys, you know, and they were all of those guys were being arranged by Charles Stepney. Uh, who went on later to become the uh, major force in Earth, Wind, and Fire. And uh, so he was a big fan of mine. And um, I mean, I was a big fan of his, pardon me. (laughs) Maybe you can edit that. Uh, I was a big fan of his. Um, And then there was also arrangers like Gene Page and Klaus Mm -hmm. Argerman. And people may not know who Klaus Argerman was, but anyone who remembers the Bumpin' on Sunset uh, song that was recorded by... um, a guitarist. Uh, oh, I'm having a mind blank now. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> anyway, <remember> jazz, <laughs> one of the most famous jazz guitarists. Anyway, uh, um, uh, he, you know, uh, you know, a lot of orchestral arrangements, and that stuff really intrigued because as a as a kid, um, I, orchestral music just always, you know, got my uh, my attention. Yeah. You know, if you, if you remember the old school cartoons, they were really heavily orchestrated major works of music yes, they and were. at the time I didn't realize and when I got to college I'm like go back and listen to some of that stuff that was right. done by Clarence Wheeler for um, uh, Tom and Jerry and right. I was like oh man fantastic. that stuff is ridiculous yeah. oh. so <laughs> so yeah. so tell us uh, some of the um, the artists that you have produced for you had mentioned to me that you uh, had produced for Nancy Wilson and and some other folks tell us who who those people were well, actually, I wish I could claim production, but actually, I was more of an arranger in these particular ah, cases. Okay. Um, and uh, so I started doing this uh, um, when I was introduced to advertising through Morris Stewart's company. And um, uh, let's see, we done a, um, my introduction, actually, my very first project uh, was for Ford Motor Company. And uh, there were several celebrity spots. Nancy Wilson was one, Peebo Bryson. Uh, Ashford and Simpson, and uh, let's see, there was one more. I can't remember who that was at the time. And um, was Chuck Mangione one of them? Is that was uh, that? Chuck oh, that was a different was project. Oh. That was a whole another. That, 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 des- that deserves a separate attention. Oh. <laughs> and uh, um, um, uh, that was my first project. I had to do sweetening arrangements, which means that uh, there was a rhythm sec- a rhythm track that was already recorded, but someone needed to do the strings and I horns see. and mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of stuff. So that was my first uh, uh, advertising job, and that was we were working with the Burrell Communications Company. And uh, so from there, we um, I, during the time that I was working for Butch, well, we worked with Bobby Bobby Womack. Um, I think I mentioned Ashford and Simpson. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, um, Richie Havens mm -hmm. and um, one of uh, the staff writers from uh, that company, from Morris's company, uh, had produced Richie Havens. And then I was hired to do some arrangements for Richie's uh, uh, album. That wow, it was, that's, that's back in the day when we were using albums. Yeah. <laughs> before, right, yeah, before, <laughs> back in the Cretaceous period. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, so I met Richie and then worked on uh, arrangement for, uh, actually a couple arrangements for his album. And then also uh, Morris Stewart was producing Chuck Mangione. Oh. And um, and then uh, Chuck, which is another thing, he was one of those arrangers that I listened to as a young guy, mm -hmm. as a kid, you know, and I remember that he was the guy that played the flugelhorn with mm -hmm. the hat. And then here I am some 20 some odd years later working with this guy wow. with the flugelhorn with the hat. And, and we were, and I remember sitting at the table with Chuck and Butch and we're discussing arrangements and how they should go and what they wanted. Wow. And it was really exciting for me because this is one of my idols, so yeah. to speak. And now I'm arranging for his stuff. Yeah, so that was, <laughs> that was really that exciting. It was, I was really honored to be a part of that project. Yeah. So, and, um, uh, in terms of production, uh, uh, a friend of mine, Joe Wright, and I, we had worked together uh, and uh, worked with uh, Pop Staples, Roebuck Pop Staples, mm -hmm. um, the patriarch of uh, the Staples Singers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had uh, written and produced a couple of tracks on him that he went and used on a recording. However, he, he took the songs, he used someone else's production, but we had uh, had still initially sure. gotten that project project yes. started and yes. um, and had the opportunity to work directly w directly with them and um, that's you know, wonderful yeah it was a lot of fun a lot of fun that's was, wonderful yeah. well th this is this is very exciting you are very talented and I would really like to encourage anyone out there looking to produce a project a recording project to to get in contact with you because you do a wonderful job. Um, we just found out today, I was uh, letting Kevin listen to some of my uh, jingle demo uh, projects. And uh, he's listening, and his head gets closer and closer to the speaker. And he says, that's one of my tracks. And I thought, oh, my gosh. And then the next one came on, and that one, too. <laughs> so it turns out that Kevin and I have, in fact, worked together, but we just didn't know that we had worked together. So, Kevin, we thank you so much for being with us today. You are a gem. I'm delighted to, uh, to be friends with you now, and I hope that we will have an opportunity to work on some future projects. Well, thank you so much, Greta. Uh, I really appreciate your, your uh, having me on your show. I'm, um, I'm honored um, to, be, to be interviewed by you, and uh, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thanks. You're very welcome, Kevin. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story 
and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.